Aloha Kohala. It's three o'clock on, hey, it's 11-22-23. On KNKR LP 96.1 FM Kohala, this is Intuitive Talk Story with Isla Allgood and... Mikkel Anna. And let me make sure I have all the mics the way, yes, they're supposed to be. And yeah, yeah, you can close the door. You can, yeah, I just opened the it's window and, and the door and get a little cross ventilation in here, but we'll uh, do without the distractions. Anyway, yeah, beautiful day in the neighborhood and day before Thanksgiving. And we were just talking about gratitude and how can we incorporate this um, gratefulness into, well, we talk about gratefulness and gratitude a lot and how it's a higher vibrational experience uh, to go into gratitude. What are you grateful for today, my dear co-host? Gratitude. And as, yes, (sighs) Thanksgiving is this week and, uh, you know, whether or not you buy into the holiday holiday aspect Mm -hmm. of Thanksgiving, Many people are focused on giving thanks this week. And I mean, you know, why not give thanks every day? And today is a great day to talk about giving thanks. And today I'm really thankful for the opportunity to embody unconditional love in my life. Mm. And I'm grateful for the lessons. I'm grateful for the authentic experience of um, being moved into unconditional love, sometimes even when it's really not what I want to be doing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because we do get tested. Um, Things are not always easy. And uh, I think that's when unconditional love really helps. And and gratitude. I know when I start my day, I go outside and I just look up. Anytime I go outside, I'm like, thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for Mm -hmm. the beauty out there. And thank you for the beauty in me. Mm. And that I am part of this beautiful experience that I'm having today. And that could be no matter what's going on. doesn't matter. Yeah. So we, we do speak of this thing of gratitude a lot and starting off our day like that. Yeah. Gratitude, stepping on the ground and saying, hey, aloha world. Thank you for today. Thank you, Mahalo Keakua, or thank you, beloved God, or whatever you say, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, thank you. And starting that way, because we, st- we begin another framework. We've talked about vibration and kind of where we are in our vibration. And gratitude's a higher vibrational frequency. So when we start activating that in our field, it starts to feel really good. Mm-hmm. And we, it starts us off in the right place. It brings we get us up, up. On, as we say, the right foot. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got a text before I came here today from my cousin uh, that you know, uh, saying, you know, it's I've been thinking about you and grateful for you in my life. And I was like, oh, wow, that is so meaningful. And it, it just touched me. And it made me reflect on her and our family and relationships and beautiful thing. And it, it, it it's, yeah. Well, that is what I really love about mm. this time of year mm. as we get into Thanksgiving and Christmas time, which I can't believe it is already. Yeah. But here we are. And I really love that you become more I more grateful and you express it more. And I, too, have mm. actually sent out a couple notes to a few mm-hmm. people and, and have just, you know, that I've been interacting with naturally 
there with me and you wanted to say, hey, it's Thanksgiving. I'm grateful for you. It's and, a beautiful and it's, thing. It's I'm going to do that thing. now. Yeah. To really express our gratitude for each other mm-hmm. because, wow, you know, like Isla, I'm so grateful for you. You know, I'm grateful for the moments we share here, mm-hmm. you know, the, the patience, the loving, the connection. You know, we, we balance and help one another to be, mm-hmm. be more expansive. And that's a beautiful thing. And I'm really it grateful. Is, it is beautiful. And I'm grateful. I feel you in my life is a kind of a reminder in case I get lost in the everyday stuff that, hey, <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, yeah. Because like you were saying before, you, you're not, uh, you, you don't pretend with anybody. A lot of times I think in our society and how we're raised or whatever, you know, uh, yeah, I'm great. Things are good. Yeah. You don't say that to Mikkel unless, <laughs> unless it's true. You know, if you're struggling a little bit, you just say it. And a lot of times we don't say that to one another because we, we don't want to be, you know, negative Nelly. And, and, but it's not about that. It's just being real. Mm-hmm. Let's be real with each other. Mm-hmm. Tell Ooh, each other. You bring up such a great thing. We were yeah. talking about this actually a couple of days ago. I've, I've spoken about this with a couple people. This concept, I've heard this before too. Like, oh, I don't want to be mean. Yes. Or I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I want to say something. Well, that's already putting a negative spin on criticism. And then that takes us to remember the concept of constructive criticism where it's meant to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like mm-hmm. we're, it doesn't... And the pretending part, which yeah. someone had told me, you guys didn't hear that because we were off air, but I have someone who told me to pretend. Why don't you do really, you tell the truth all the time. Maybe you should try pretending <laughs> like 20%. <laughs> I'm like, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't really do that. But it w- this whole concept that you can actually be nice and tell the truth. Yeah. So you don't have you can to do be it a kindly. jerk yeah. to tell the truth, you know? Yeah. And you don't have to have a judgment on something. The judge, if there's judgment on it, that goes back to what we've talked about, then it's ourselves. We are judging because we're judging ourselves somewhere. But if we're really just telling the truth, like, oh, you know, hey, there was a space on the radio, guys, and you guys, there was a lull there, or, you know, I, I'd really like to hear about blah, blah. I'd like mm-hmm. that better than what you did last time. That's just telling us the truth. Well, that's the truth from one person from one, based on their experience right, and their, their perspective. Their truth. Yeah, and that's... And we appreciate right. their truth, and mm-hmm. we appreciate everyone's truth mm-hmm. if we come from a neutral standpoint. It's yeah. when we take, like, a offense-defense gig going on or take something personal. Don't take it personally. Back to that. <laughs> if you take it personal, now we get into, like, reactive behavior, mm-hmm. which then we're not taking constructive criticism. We're reacting to something. So in general, I, I feel it's like making these kind of changing, flip, the flipping our script in general that we live in a supportive community. Let's mm-hmm. try thinking, what if we all flipped the script and went, you know what? I'm in a supportive community. I'm a supportive person. I'm supportive to my friends, to my family. And so anyone who says anything to me is trying to be helpful. Right. If I just, just kind of go with yeah. that, I'm just saying, if you go I with that. I think that's a good, that's a good, a good point. Leaping point. Now, when you yeah. come to me, let's say we're working outside and you're like, Mikkel, did you leave this over here? I don't want it over here. And, and I don't have to go, oh, well, gosh, Isla. I, I mean, I just thought I could take offense, let's say, on a situation yes. we're working or yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to make up an example here. Yeah. But you get where I'm going. And that is to then go into neutrality instead and not do that because. Right. 
you're allowing the experience of taking like, oh, she just, that's just, she just, it's not personal. And that takes practice. Right. I mean, that's the, the thing I'm really seeing is because I do not, I have not notoriously received unsolicited advice with the most open mind. Like if you say to, you know, just say something to me about something and I wasn't looking for that, any kind of uh, constructive criticism, you didn't ask me if you could say it and I didn't ask for it, but here it comes. I'm working on being neutral about that and thinking to myself, okay, this person is, they, they love me and they want what's best for me. They want to help. So they're, uh, I don't have to bite their head off because they didn't ask me first or they didn't frame it the way I think it should have been framed. Or maybe I don't like their tone. Like I, I'm really working at kind of making those things less important and just going to unconditional love. This person cares. Let me just give them space to to express themselves and not take it personally oh my god yeah it's a deep practice and there's two things you brought up there let's say if it's you and i having that discussion and you i just gave you unsolicited advice which i could definitely you might do that i might definitely do that i'm working at not doing that but um yeah but we do it but we do it and you know because you want to help you're just like oh i want to help and even they never asked but i'd love to help (laughs) i love helping i just want you to succeed i just want to help i just (laughs) want to make things better anyway let's say i do that and you don't want to hear it there's then you are able to then say hey mikhail I actually don't appreciate that. I would really prefer that you ask my permission. So there's two things. Right. She gets to practice being neutral because that's her on your gig. That's yes. your movie. Yeah. And then there's the relationship. Well, we're in when we're having a friendship here where then she does get to speak her needs that, hey, but that's actually not something that feels good for me. So I would appreciate if you'd be willing in the future to ask permission. Check in first. Check, Check in, in with first. me if I'm open right then. Yeah, if I'm going to be able to receive yeah. it from you. Yeah. And then that's just another note for the actual agreement for the the friendship or relationship. Right. So we have two things going on there. One is, so it's not like, well, so everyone can just, people do that a lot. Well, so they can just say whatever they want and I just have to take it. No, it means right. come into a place of neutrality no matter what's happening because it is not personal. Mm-hmm. It, it, bottom line. One, and then two, ask for what you need in relationships that you're in, no matter what they are. And if it's, I need permission, or I would like to be um, acknowledged, or right. I'd like you to say, one for me that comes up a lot, um, I don't appreciate if I say something like, oh, well, this is blue, and da 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 and you just, and you say, but blah, 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 blah. Like negate what negate. you say? Yeah, I don't like my... Dismissive. Dismissive. Yes. I don't like that. That hurts me. And, and so I appreciate when someone says something like, oh, I hear what you're saying, or, oh, I really feel that too. And yeah. when some sort Do a of yes acknowledgement, and. some yeah. sort of like... I'm with you, come sort of, oh, oh, you know what, I can really relate to, I love that, or that's really beautiful, something that just connects it and mm-hmm. then reflects versus neg- negating. And sometimes people use the word but just as they don't understand that. They don't understand that that negated everything that they said <laughs> <Exactly>. before. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I heard what it. you said, but, and then you're just saying, I heard what you said and it wasn't good or it wasn't right or whatever yeah yeah those are the nuances of our language correct 
And um, yeah, so it's interesting how we use the power of our words to create with because we're all also hearing language differently. Mm-hmm. I live with someone whose seventh language is English. So Oh gosh. <laughs> how many how many other languages is he thinking before he says what he's gonna say to you, right? I, I don't know. I mean he yeah. actually thinks in English, I he think does? quite a bit. He's yeah. been so long, but you know, he's, he's yeah. pretty huge grasp on the language. But yeah, at the same time, it's still your seventh language. Yeah. I don't know what it's like because I'm not in his. You head. don't have that I, experience. I'm not doing that. Yeah. But I, I can only imagine. But just nuances like a word sometimes might mean something different. When you know when you're studying a language, you really learn the formality of the word. Very formal. In English, a lot you know, native speakers were very sloppy mm-hmm. with how we speak, mm-hmm. and we say a lot of uh, metaphors. Yeah. That kind of don't yeah, mean sure. anything. Like uh, Simple Simon. I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, I know. That? <laughs> People who don't, who haven't grown up in, well, that's true with, with uh, I think I'm getting off track, but even with different eras, you know, oh, I was yeah. born in, I was grew up in the 60s and 70s. Somebody who grew up in the 90s, they they don't they might not have the references that I have. Like I catch that sometimes if I'm watching a, a program, they'll they'll reference something from the 1960s, and I'm like, how many people are going to get that in your audience? Like, so that's to all say that everyone is coming from such a different perspective yeah. and movie, and you have to remember that. Often I feel like mm. people think that the people they're talking to understand the same things they understand. Mm-hmm. Like we all share the same movie, don't we? We all know about the stuff I know about. Right. No, none of you know about the same things. You all know about different things. So if you know that, right. then you actually, again, go back to being curious. You become right. curious, ask questions. You're grateful you get to have an, a conversation with so-and-so because it's actually a window into a completely different reality. Mm-hmm. And wow, how interesting is that? And the way I really like to think of that is it's all one and everyone is an aspect of the infinite God, source, energy. So we're all just, in essence, you know, a piece of God having an experience. And so it's like finding out what's it like to be that part of God. Like I'm a, you know, like we're all outfits, but one big rainbow, you know, and I've got a lot of blue and green and yellow, maybe just a little bit of red, a little bit of orange, but so-and-so's got a lot of orange and they don't have a lot of of blue and they they have a lot of yellow. And I'm like, wow, that's fascinating. I don't have that. Mm -hmm. I just love to learn about it. Tell me more about the green or the yellow or whatever. So to be fascinated and be curious because we're really different. And then when we have a lot of like, you know, there's places where Isla and I are very different. And then we have like a lot of blue. Then there's overlap. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so we like really vibe in the blue. Yeah. We share the blue. But yeah. But like, when but when you're in yellow and I'm in red, we're like, yeah, I don't know what's yeah. going on with her. <laughs> right. So you, yeah. you're not going to share everything with anybody right. ever right. because we're all so vastly different. So in that respect, I remember when I was about 28, I flipped this in my head because I real I wanted to be seen. That was one of my big things, being seen, see mm. me, see me, see mm-hmm. me. And of course, it can creep in in certain ways still. You know, I have to watch that. Like, you know, like, ha. Ah. Yes. You know, we have to watch those things in our little, because your little girl is the person who's doing that. She's like, you know, nobody came to see me ice skate. Right. Nobody yeah. Came. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, hey, that's, that's a thing. Who's saying that in there? Yeah. So you're paying attention to those little things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so, but yeah. You know, oh, shoot. I lost it. Oh, well, that's okay. So anyway, what, when you were talking about these um, 
looking for things in one another, it took me back to when somebody has uh, is in a new relationship, new romance. We see things in the other person that are just, oh my God, don't you love that about her or him or whoever? And then 10 years into the relationship, those, those things don't seem so charming anymore because there's, uh, I don't know what it is actually. I have some thoughts on that. Yeah. I think a few things about that. I think some of them are, well, yourself, mm-hmm. because half of them are actually things you do and the person does them. Because after time goes on, the person will, because the way the game works, how I explain Mm -hmm. describe it, the person will just, will start to reflect your behaviors to you. Right. So that you can see it. It's kind of, it's what happens. So part of it is just your own behaviors being reflected to you and you don't like it. Mm -hmm. One. Second is the opposite thing we just talked about. We really appreciate that. He has a lot of yellow. But then there's this wantiness. Well, I just want to be with someone like me who's all in blue. Yeah. Now, like, you know, it's a Can't lot you of, be more blue? It's a exactly. lot of work being with someone who's all yellow and I'm all out of blue. I mean, I love what you're saying, but God, you know, I want to do blue. See, so there's a little bit of that. Yes. So there's a, it becomes a, an acceptance that goes mm-hmm. on. We have to really deeply accept one another for our talents and our gifts and, you know, I've definitely seen where, you know, someone's gifts are frustrating for the other partner. Yeah. You know, and they're like, they're not feeling supportive of that person. Like, God, why are you talking so analytical? Or why are you doing numbers? Or, you know, mm-hmm. can't we just be this way instead? Mm-hmm. And I would say to anybody who's experiencing that, let go and appreciate what your partner's gift is. They know numbers, so you don't have to. They're going to be crunching that and doing all that detail work. And it's actually quite difficult. It has tedious work. And, you know, it's respectable and awesome. And you don't have to engage in it. And that person's brain is part of your team. And you get to go, thank you for doing that. Back to gratitude. Wow, you know what? I really, maybe you'd like, uh, overwhelms me to hear about it. Instead, it's like, you know what? I can listen and just feel like, wow gratitude for this person that they're doing this for me gratitude that this is i'm experiencing appreciate the gift appreciate what they offer me and let that moment happen and then just be thankful really will change the game right yeah and as you you were saying accept that we accept things about one another and then i i am really working at going to the next place which is embracing embracing like you said about the numbers embracing that that person can do numbers and can do things that i my brain just doesn't work in that way Mm -hmm. that's not what i'm on the planet for we're all here for a different reason so if i just hang out with someone who's like 90 percent like me what's that gonna do like maybe that's fun for a little bit just to get some chat about something but the the living through and working through and having experiences is much more interesting to me to look at somebody who's so got so many different ways of thinking and being and moving through the world it's like oh okay mine isn't right and theirs isn't right it's just right for them and mine's right for me and we're in this movie together and I get to practice unconditional love because that behavior that I'm seeing is really annoying me. And mm-hmm. why is it annoying me? And I get to look at that right now. 
And you know what? It is harder to be with someone who's not like you. You know, you have mm-hmm. to like face a lot of things. Like, ooh, for me, patience. Always patience. And, uh, you know, let you allowance, patience, acceptance. Those are all great words to embody, to breathe into, which I definitely embody and breathe in, I breathe into to just, you know, that's taken, I can remember many moments when that was really difficult. The, having to take a breath? No, breathing into a moment of allowance or acceptance, oh. you know, and just letting go mm. of that, you know, wanting mm-hmm. it to be something other than it is, mm-hmm. which is a, a desire and it has attachment. So that mm-hmm. kind of brings in those feelings. That's a too, lower vibe too. Which is a lower vibration. And sure. I, re- I remember feeling those things and feeling like the, the angst <laughs> that goes with that. Like, I just want it to be, blah. you know, yeah. and so letting go, that's kind of comes back to you know, why we go into gratitude. And you go, when you're feeling like that, like, uh, instead of feeling that way, you go, you know what? Ha, I'm so grateful I get to see where whatever's happening is still hitting me. Why am I feeling so like, uh, about this? What is it hitting in me? What is, do I do that? Or is it just that I'm not patient for this behavior or, you know, someone's, you know, so different or uh, you know and here oh and really most of the time it's going to come down to a lot of times someone's actually in trauma like we said someone said to me the other day like mm-hmm. well, why isn't so-and-so just get it together you know they should just get it together man just get it together and yeah. i laughed and i went well that'd be great but you know the problem is that well everyone here is in trauma like the whole planet's in trauma and everyone's dealing with emotional issues mm-hmm. and self-esteem and am i good enough and am i worthy so mm-hmm. joe schmo yeah you can't judge back to that word judge joe schmo because we don't know what Joe's going through. You don't know that whole story. And Joe's got a whole story and maybe yeah. he's going through a lot. And it's like, you know what? Have some compassion. And it's, yeah. we have compassion when we are operating in gratitude because we've lifted the focus off of ourselves and we become more in service. So we just get into gratitude and appreciation. We become into more of a service to others mentality. And in that service to others mentality, now I'm not as concentrated on Maybe, you know, what's I can give it to God for myself, which is really a commitment. Like I now can give it to God. Let me go to the Holy Mother. Let me go to the Holy Father to to meet my needs. And I can be compassionate that maybe Joe Schmo can't be, a you know, can't have a certain kind of conversation with me. Or maybe he can't talk a certain way because no one ever taught him that. Maybe no one ever used that voice or maybe no one ever gave him those tools so we have mm-hmm. to realize that we not ever back to not everyone got the education you got everyone's coming from very different viewpoints mm-hmm. so we have to reach in and understand more about each other and have more patience and wantingness to kind of allow and curiosity mm-hmm. well who what will tell me more about what it might have been like for you like i mean i have no idea it, you know so I was watching, this brings up perfect segue, uh, watching the story of Tyler Perry. You know, Tyler Perry is an actor, director. Mm-hmm. He's created a whole uh, uh, studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, he's a black man, black-owned, multi-millionaire now doing this. And so they ha- they have his story now on, I don't know, one of the streaming stations. And... He was talking about, uh, so he was beaten endlessly as a child by his father. His father would harm his mother and harm him of his 
there were like three kids. He always got it, and he always got it really bad. And um, he never knew why. Until after his mother died, he found out that his father thought that maybe he wasn't the biological father. Turns out he was not the biological father. In addition to that, he found out that his father was beaten 10 times worse than he was beaten when he was a child. So although there was, and, and he doesn't seem to carry any, anything. He's forgiven, he's moved on, and he's created. Because of what happened to him as a child, he would leave his body during these physical exchanges, this physical abuse, and he would see and envision the world that he wanted to live in. And that has now created, uh, that's where he creates from all of this work that he does. He, he, he visualizes it and then he makes it happen very quickly, unlike anybody else. So it was just a, a really interesting kind of looking at, we don't know what, what happened to that person that caused them to behave that way. And it's not until we stop and kind of step away from our own pain enough to say, oh, maybe there's something there. Maybe they're, maybe they're going through something. It's getting out of ourself uh, long enough to kind of inquire about that. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's a really beautiful uh, story. I mean, deep and beautiful yeah. and profound. And it is what it is. It's mm -hmm. you're exhibiting exactly what we talk about, which is really no matter what the depth of your story, how deep it is, you forget that whole process is to forgive, forget, release, call back your own energy and be free of it so that you can tell your story with no energy. When you can talk about what's happened to you and have no energy on it, you're free. You know, you like, you know, I right. It's, it could be somebody else's story. It's it like just telling them. Telling got nothing. Yeah. It's got nothing. It's just, a, it's just a story. Right. It's a story. And it, and it's, and that is what everything is just a story. And a lot of it is about, you know, we taking our coming into that place. And I love that he described the unity field, really the field of creation. He went into love, like left his body. You know, I'm not in that reality and created there. And, and then did work to forgive, you know, and to move right. into another framework to meet his his higher self in that place, in his whole beingness, which is a, what a lot of us are really, you know, it's like we come in, we all have this infinite capacity, but we get beat down by this place. And we have to go through a series of tests and we, some, you know, it's like, oh, no, you, you're, you're going to come into the earth, bam, 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 bam. And then you have to peel it all off to remember you're like a divine, beautiful child of the infinite. And that's what we're doing is peeling off those things to remember that. So getting in here is not easy. <laughs> and, and to remember to surround yourself and to engage with people who continue to champion you to be the best version of yourself rather than spending a lot of time with the the naysayers, the people who say, oh, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. That's never going to happen. And and granted, people are going to say that no matter where we are and what we do, but we don't have to keep hanging out with those people. We need the people in our life who say, you can do anything. Yeah, and this that thing's kind of, you know, just making choices that serve your life and knowing you're in charge of your reality. But I'm in charge of my reality. I'm in charge of this vessel. Nothing has power over me. I get to choose to be embody unconditional love. I am worthy of unconditional love. And I get to decide who's in my life, who's in my framework. 
and and then give thanks and praise. And the unconditional love really needs to start with you, with me. Yeah, at home, it can because at, there's nobody. Uh, there's out nobody there. out there. <laughs> but I think, uh, and I think a lot of people, particularly when it comes to being in service, um, some of us maybe have done that as a way to not deal with our own stuff. It's easier for me to be kind to you than to be kind to myself. And we don't. It's not all conscious. It's not like we sit there thinking oh, about yeah. that. It just. It's part of. It could have been part of how you grew up. Well, you it know, depends on your programming. If you were right. with like a program where you know, well, come on, Isla, you're a do-gooder. You know, like you're not going to leave someone hanging. You know, you, some people were programmed with all sorts of things, like you better do a good job, or maybe you right. better help somebody, or or be nice to strain. You know, my grandma used to be like. They could be fighting, and he's like, someone rings the doorbell. Oh, hello there. Hi. <laughs> How you? Come on in. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> it's like they don't, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My Grammy did that. Like, you know, my grandmother was program, like, I had a grandmother sure. who was who was screaming in the house with, with family. And then I remember going, she used to like to go to the mall to walk around. This was when she's in her 70s and 80s and 90s. And she would, because she was an extrovert, she needed to go out. So I went with her somewhere. And the, the sales ladies all knew her. Oh, Sally, how are you? And oh my God, it was like honey was coming out of her mouth. I'm like, oh my God, who is this person? She screams and slams doors at home. But what, what is that? And it's, it, it taught me a lot, actually. It taught me, first of all, it taught me there was much more to grandma than what I was seeing. <laughs> and there's much more to all of us than that well, maybe how we see them. the other part, I think, of that is we all take liberty with people that we have mm. l unconditional love relationships with. Mother, father, brother, sister, for right. sure. They're your right. family. You know, how many have you ever, I mean, mother, father, brother, have you ever said, screw you, or, you know, I don't, I hate you. I hate you. Whatever, yeah. which you get away with because, well, your family, there's an unconditional mm. love relationship. You know they're going to, especially gonna the ones, forgive you. especially the ones you know are going to be they there. They love you enough. So, like, with mm -hmm. my partner, if I do that, or my brother, yeah, I can get away with that. If I do that to you, you might never talk to me again. See, <laughs> I would. I mean, go. well, yeah. you know, you know what I mean. Or <laughs> now that I'm say, warned. <laughs> but you know, let's say if you know, yes, I know in a what situation, you mean. Situation like we can get yeah. away with things because we're like family. You know, you have history. You have right. a long time together, and it, it, it's not going to disappear. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so we also, if we're wounded. We'll take, we don't mean to, but our little boy or little girl is going to come out. And this comes back to relationship being in the mirrors. That's going to mm. come out with our partnerships because yeah. that's your most intimate relationship. So if you didn't feel like you got your needs met as a child, it's going to feel like that in your current relationship unless you heal it. You know, if you felt like, you know, I'm never understood or you never listened to me or no one lets me talk or, you know, you're making fun of me. You're going to feel that in your relationship yeah. because we're still running the programs from our childhood. And like I was talking about mine, you know, see me, see me. Oh, there's revelation. There it is. It's back. When I was 28, I realized that, yeah, no one's going to see you. And the reason why is because we're all just orbs of light. No, no being can possibly see me because of what I was saying earlier. We're all just our own infinite 
orb of God source energy and I'm like just the only version and you're the only version and you're the only, we're all unique versions. So it's actually a miracle that we connect at all. It's like orbs spinning and like we just connect for a second. You're like, oh my God, we're having connection. So instead we go to like immense gratitude that we even get to connect. This is a miracle and it's amazing that we even get to connect in the same place because we're all so very unique. So I flipped the script in my head instead of like wanting everyone, see me, see me, going to, you know what? It's a miracle if we see each other. and Even for five minutes. Even for two minutes, one minute, ten. I'm just grateful for that. And then have no expectation of anything being seen because, well, we're all so unique, so how could we? Change the whole game for me. We're going to take a break after that, and we will be right back. The St. Augustine's Community Meal will be a Thanksgiving feast on Thursday, November 23rd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can bring your ohana and join other community members for a holiday fit-down meal in St. Augustine's Walker Hall. That's on Thanksgiving Day, November 23rd from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The community is invited. Mahalo. That's right, Kohala. There is a song in my heart, and it's thanks to KNKR. I love doing my show, Women's Voices. Please tune in every Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. You can catch it on your radio at 96.1, or you can go stream it at knkr.org. Kohala. The Art Co-op in Kapa'au is hosting an event at this very special time of the year, giving thanks and gratitude to you, our community, for supporting local artists. Starting November 23rd through the weekend, there'll be surprises for you and all your besties. We've embellished our tradition with an art bake sale, hot cider, music, laughter, and stories to share. Most of all, we want to give you back some love and thanks for all your support over this last year. We've extended our hours through January 1st from 10 to 5. Share the gift of art this holiday season. Aloha from DJ Stereo Gab. Turn on and tune in Wednesday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for Switched On Stereo Gab, bringing you fun and mind-expanding tunes curated from my collection, along with talk story about bands, genres, and shows. Get switched on to a wide-ranging mix of psychedelic and inspiring music. Wednesdays, 6 to 8 p.m. on KNKR, and streaming at knkr.org.
All right, let's come back. I don't know what happened to that. And we are back here at KNKRLP 96.1 FM Kohala. It's 336 on 1122. We love those numbers, don't we? 1122. Um, yeah. This oh, is Intuitive Talk it. Story. I l- all good end. Mikhail Anna. And uh, yeah, so where where would you? You know, you just brought the numbers in, so I had a whole flash just there when you said that. Hmm. Two things. This is my grampy's birthday, although he's passed <gasps> to the other side of the veil. But uh, in remembrance of Mark Alvarado, mm, who's given me so much in this lifetime, I am so dearly grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hmm. And then eleven. Uh, uh, you mentioned the eleven and the power of that I had the yeah. pleasure of doing a love ceremony um, and as I'm a, I'm a minister, and I was able to marry this beautiful couple. At a couple weeks ago on 11-11. Yeah, yeah. And what I put in there around that was around the 11 being around what is the 11? The 11 is our own internal oneness, like the oneness of our infinite sacred feminine and the oneness of our sacred masculine coming together to create the 11, the two empowered wholes within ourselves that come into sacred harmony and sacred harmonic union. And then the 11-11 being two individuals who are committed to that path coming into sacred harmony within the self and then coming into hierogamic union in the physical life, right, then creates more than ourselves, two holes coming together, two whole circles creates that third circle. And then you think of it being, you know, more than the sum of its parts and also brings us into the tri-wave, which I always love to just put out there in the tri-wave system, which is really where we are right now. We're in this triple sun, triple solar energies that are coming in really um, as things are shifting out of a lunar matrix and more of a solar matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, so just breathe into the, the three, the 11s, the twos, the 22s, <laughs> whatever you like. But anyway, 11, 11. Yeah, well, you know, when you say that about the, the, the one and the one, I feel... It's just true again and again, you know, doing things in group and as a team. I'm looking at that more these days. It's like having more of a team mentality because I've been kind of a solo performer for a long time in my own mind. Maybe it didn't look like that to other people, but it was like, I got it. I can do it. I can do it myself. I don't need any help. And so I'm just looking at things more as a team effort as... We're, we're, we're in this world together, and let's, like you, you've said before, Mikkel's really good at this, so let's call her for that. And I, that's, I, it's not my area. Great. Let's, let's support her in that. And I feel like that is where we're all going, is to really being in this place, to lose the competition. To, I, it's funny, ever since uh, last year, I had hurt my shoulder, and I can't, I couldn't play sports. I was doing racket sports. And I've gone back recently a few times and I can't stay I can't do it. I don't know. I love the game. I love hitting the pickleball or the tennis ball. And I feel it's something about the competition. The competitive it's energy. a because yeah. I can get I get like I just want to win. I just want to win and and then I hurt myself because I'm just want to win. I and it's the nature of the game. It's the nature of playing these games. These are how we're taught. You taught you're taught to play to win, and uh, I feel like maybe I'm just taking a break from that idea of one somebody wins and somebody loses. Uh, well, it, yeah, totally. Today I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. We were talking about 
hierarchy and kind of mm. it's a similar thing because mm-hmm. it's duality and so in the framework of the two which is kind of what that is the trial we sit in competition because there's a like this or that there's a and or or there's a good and evil there's a loser winner yeah. we're in a dual system so that perpetuates a dualistic thinking and you know if you it, it's inter- it's really easy to get into a hierarchical thinking real fast. You can catch yourself like, well, they know more than, you know, they're better than me or they don't, blah, blah, whatever. You catch yourself, oop, went to hierarchy, oop. Hierarchy, now we're in duality again. So the whole kind of all the teachings that I'm perpetuating are really um, on the framework of unity and the framework of moving out of a dualistic system but moving into a trinity system, a tri-wave system. One where we really are operating from love as our foundation, unconditional love, meaning <clears throat> that you know, in essence, I am committed to serve my source, you know, I, not of my will, but divine will. And so in that framework, we're moving out of this dual system where we are in pain and trauma and all these things and birthing into this higher framework of seeing everything from a, a bigger perspective mm-hmm. like we now we don't have to pick this or that we can realize both are actually true mm-hmm. oftentimes all of them are true like more than one thing can be true at once because as we said everyone's having their own reality right so what applies to isla doesn't actually apply to me the same way right you know I, when i was 24 i walked into taco taco you know, restaurant, and it was opening when we were opening our restaurant over here, Hula Laws, if any of you remember that restaurant. Um, but they said, you know, at the time, this is t- 25 years ago, okay, they said, you know, there's no way you can open a restaurant for less than 65000 mm-hmm. We walked out of there, I looked at my business partner, I said, we're going to do it for twenty. Mm-hmm. do Don't listen to that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's all about what you believe. It's all right. about your perceptions. And right. we did. So it's, you know, it's all about what you think, what you perceive, how you, you know, how you're going to buy-in and that is the things we talk about every week trusting yourself and going to god and trusting innate source so that we can make clear decisions and really trust our own path and know that everyone else is on their journey trusting their own path right i was just having this conversation with uh, my son montana yesterday we're talking about he said he feels that when he really wants something he will do everything he needs to do to manifest it make it happen and then like five minutes before that, he told me how he didn't get this job. And I said, and I said, I said, if you believe that, that you can get anything you want, and yet you say the job was not meant to be, do you think maybe you really didn't want the job? And he's like, yeah, no, I really didn't want to be working 60 hours a week. And that's what it would have taken. And it would have been a lot of money, but I didn't really want to do that. That's not what I want to be doing. So uh, so I said it wasn't really necessarily it wasn't meant to be it was that you didn't want it to be even though it it looked kind of pretty on the outside mm-hmm. and it reminded you of things you've done it wasn't what you wanted to do now and I I you know I think when we use terms like it wasn't meant to be or if the and and I do this so <laughs> I'm calling myself out uh it's you know the universe is just not supporting this right now it's like well look at that a little deeper. I want to look at that more deeply than just kind of blaming it on the universe like and passing it off to somebody else. It's like, well, maybe it's just more about what I don't want or I want and it's on a deeper level than I'm conscious of. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not always conscious of everything we're no, doing. We're so not. uh yeah, so becoming a little bit more conscious of our our 
how we're how we're perceiving things that are happening in our life. That yeah, it's yeah. really easy to come from again back to the little girl, the little boy inside of us. Mm. There's layers to that. To that, you know, we get through many things like. I don't feel trauma, like traumatized about certain things, mm-hmm. but it's not to say I don't feel anything. Like I don't feel trauma, I can tell the story, but maybe there's still a moment, you know, I feel like, gosh darn it, I'd sure like, or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. You might feel some, you're gonna feel something at some point, you know, there's, there's still, you're we're humans, and we have just, right. we have needs, we have feelings, we, we know we have Christic hearts, we, we wanna be seen and valued, and if someone is, is not in their highest self experiencing joy and they're mean or, or not nice or, or whatever to you and you're feeling a lot of joy. Unless you're sitting in your shield, you're probably going to feel bad. Mm-hmm. So that's why we talk about tools too because mm-hmm. we're not all in the same place and it's wherever we are, we want to kind of keep our energy to ourselves, so to speak, and uh, you know, allow everyone the freedom to have their reality as much as we allow ourselves to have the reality we would like to have. So it's being respectful, actually. Energy management is respectful for everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I, I was watching a, a clip of somebody doing a TED Talk, and she was talking about, I never heard someone come from this perspective that her her husband, like in a short period of time, she went through a lot of trauma. This died, that died, the other thing died, this one died, that one. And it now it's years later. And as she's talking the story, she's like, sh- people would say to her, you've moved beyond it. And she said, no, I'll never move beyond it. It's always part of me. I am doing other things in my life. She remarried. She had other kids, blah, blah, blah. She wasn't, there was something about negating the experience by kind of dismissing and saying, I'm, uh, I'm over it, uh, versus honoring that it's always part of you, whatever the experience is. And we move into other things in our life that we're not, uh, we're not robots. You know, it's not like, oh, I, I've done with that. That's over. And now I'm here. I, I just feel like all of my life is happening right now. Any, any part of it. That has brought up kind of a flash of like something that I feel like might be helpful for anyone. Uh, kind of those things we wish would just go away. You're like, mm. ah, because you said I'm over it. Anything that we're like, I'm over it. I'm just so over it. I just, ah, I wish it would be stop that feeling. Mm-hmm. It goes to what Isla said in the beginning. I'm working on embracing because embrace <laughs> is really the only way out of that. Everything we want to be so over, the more we're over it, the flipping harder it gets, the flipping more it's like, bleh. We only can get rid of it by loving it, by embracing it, by breathing into the experience of it, like accepting what is in front of you, like that's just what it is. It doesn't mean you have to live with it per se, but you necessarily could accept it. Let's say it's, you know, there's many examples, but you could have accept something in your partnership that you just accept of someone and maybe you continue forward like, yay, thank you. Mm -hmm. I really just got into acceptance that back to the numbers, you do numbers and Thank you. Going to gratitude, and that's cool. I can actually listen to that for five minutes. It's not going to kill me. Mm-hmm. What? No big deal. No mm-hmm. big deal. Right? There's that kind of thing. And then on the other side, there might be something. If you're in a negative situation, it's actually damaging for you. It's hurtful. It's harmful. It's not helping your spirit. Someone's yelling at you. Someone's not being nice to you. There's the point of getting to neutrality of like, hey, I'm neutral. But there's also asking for your needs like we talked about. And then there might be like if you're in a really unhealthy situation or a friendship or a partnership that's 
abusive or unhealthy, then there's making shifts, like going, yeah, I don't actually have to do this. I can do something different. So we do the inner work in ourselves, but there are in circumstances where physical, you know, distance, action yes. or distance yeah, yeah. is required. So yeah. just, you know, feel into that wherever you are. But first and foremost, you know, if you're in a harmful situation, you definitely have to change it. Yes. B- bottom line. Yes. Go to a family member's. Yeah. Change the situation. Get, get away from. Get away from that so that you can get situation. clarity. Yeah. And see what's going on. Yeah. But other than that, you can go into your own knowingness if it's just a normal, like my mom's on my nerves kind of thing. Uh-huh. You know, my grandma, if she'd stop, or my auntie, you know, it's no, just let her talk, give thanks, breathe, and whatever's going on with you, look at it and, and accept yeah. it and take responsibility right. for your own part. And then just love and embrace them wherever they are and get into acceptance of yourself and of someone else. Well, and you can be curious, like, why is this person in my life? And why do I let it bother me so much? Or why does it bother me so much? And what can you do about it? I mean, I know I didn't have the consciousness to do that when I was young. No, it can <laughs> And be maybe difficult. I hope the young people are more conscious. They uh, are. Oh, I yeah. have a lot of young friends who are awesome and yeah. super amazing sea stars beautiful star seeds and beautiful people who are just growing and learning a lot of hungry, you know, there's every kind out there. Let's say that. Yeah. But I happen, I feel blessed to know some really activated young people who I think are amazing. And I uh, also, when you were talking about that, you know, the, the somebody giving somebody grief and having a hard time, I remember wanting the approval of, family members, you know, whether it was my mom, my dad, aunties, uncles, whoever, I wanted everybody's approval. And I didn't understand that at 10, 15, 20 years old, that that's what I was looking for. So for me, I, I needed, especially on the strong personalities in my life, I needed to create space from that person so I could develop without always wanting that approval. And that is a process. And it is. I did that with my dad. I mean, mm. I always wanted to be seen. See me, dad. Every time I saw my dad, I'm trying to get that need met. Yeah. Am I worthy? Am I worthy? Am I good enough? And I'm playing that out because it's programming and wound connected to when I was little. Mm-hmm. And it took me years to work that out. I mean, it was like every trip I went. That of course, there was good moments and bad moments, you know, yeah. but I, I was working through that stuff all the time in some form. You know, until I was done with it, and then it was like, huh, that's so great. It's so, it's so, <laughs> Jeez, yeah. that was a long, but I, was a I long do, road. I had, I had that with my dad, too, and f- just for years, I always felt there was never, he never really could have done enough for me to feel like, ah, he really loves me. I don't know that he ever could fill that. I had to see it differently. Well, nobody can is the right? problem here. That you know, like back <laughs> there's nobody out there. Right. Uh, you know that's why I love those power statements. If you go back to you just say a statement like that, there's nobody out there. Then well, well that that can't be true because yeah. there's nobody to fill anything. Nobody right. can fill up anything for us, and that goes back to I'm gra- grateful for the opportunity to be unconditional love when it's hard. When someone in front of me is not in their best. I get the opportunity to embody unconditional love, right? I get the opportunity to breathe and have compassion and meet that place and surrender to the Holy Mother, the Holy Father, and be unconditional love. And so that for me is like I feel like the journey I'm on is just the journey of embodying unconditional love for myself and for others as 
well, the others are just myself. That's what I keep seeing. Right. Like as I'm, you know, like I was just the person I was talking to today, who's my friend. I'm like, I'm just seeing all the parts of myself that I am in you. I was telling them that I said, I just see myself. I can totally see what you like the same thing we do, like the part of me that you're reflecting right now. Mm. And, and I'm like, that's cool. That's a great <laughs> lesson. Love it. Cause you know, I'm like, <laughs> love that. Cause they're all, we're all each other. Really. There's a, re- like we said, a reflection or it's either like they're all reflections, but they're either opposite or similar reflections. And, and I would even go beyond that and say, then there's also, in between because it's not so either right. or no, right sure, for sure there's a yeah. ton of them yeah there's a like array. it's like you're a little bit like me and you're a little bit opposite and something in between yeah, and rainbow, all of that's getting me kind of colors you're kind of right. all whatever there's a mishmash yeah and there's no definitives on anything it's so and and everything's a story anyway so there's no like this is it it's just metaphors and ways of talking about it because we're using language right you know, if we just were with all with each other and we just went, ah, we vibrated together and just felt it, we could, that'd be like, I mm-hmm. always dream, I wish I could just really just go, hey, Isla, I want to show you the weekend and just go, <laughs> and just give it to you. The right? weekend we can. from your, from, exper- from your experience. experience. Yeah, from my experience. So like, my see the Mikkel movie yeah, from the weekend. Yeah, I wish I could show you the movie. Wow, all the highlights. Yeah, here they here are. Yeah, <laughs> Do you like it? Isn't that fun? You know, how cool is Maybe that? in 2150, people will be doing stuff <laughs> like that. It's funny you say 2150 only because that's two things. The year that I put in the play that I did with the kids, uh, Mystique du Plastique, The Folly of Trash Unwrapped, that I wrote with 2150? the children. Yeah. It was based in 2150. Wow. And there's a book called 2150. If any of you old hippies know of it out there, 2150, it's from the 70s and I do not believe it's in print anymore and it impacted me greatly in college mm. I read it and um, it's all about like society he, in his dream world he goes to sleep and he dreams another reality like he's in another place where they're where they live communally they wear tunics that kind of vibrate at whatever level of growth mm. you're at mm-hmm. one through ten and so all the like ones and twos live like in the same area, but you have like weekly check-ins with a three or four mm-hmm. and then, then all the fives and sixes live in similar areas and then mm-hmm. you have weekly check-ins with seven or eight. So it's really known where you are vibrationally in your growth. And at that time in my life, I just remember fantasizing that it was like that. I'm like, I wish our tunics vibrated and we could just be that. <laughs> like we just have it. It's so, cause back to the pretending, I never pretended and I felt like everything's pretend. And yeah. I didn't, I just was like, can't we just our tunics just vibrate? Because we're all competing to know, well, I know so-and-so. And yeah. I know blah, blah, blah. It just, you know, just vibrate. You're a five, I'm a six, you're a seven, well, and you whatever. Can't, and you can't fake the and vibration. you can't fake it. You can't fake the vibration. And yes. we don't have to like, well, I'm me, 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 Because that's all ego. And let's just be what where you're at. Where are you? Let's just really see. Where are you at? Psh, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. The book yeah. was so impactful. So yeah. I really held that image in my mind, actually, of like, to see where we all are really authentically honest about where we're at and we're just really supporting each other, which is kind of what I started out with today. I said, imagine a society where you actually are all trying to help each other and support each other. And what does that feel like? And that's what that book was. And I've been imagining that since I was 19, Mm -hmm. like a society where we just support each other and we're honest. Well, you know, I'm still working on blah, blah. I'm doing telepathy, you know, and I'm working on this. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you have check-ins and you help each other to mm-hmm. move forward with the knowingness we're all growing mm-hmm. on an actual 
ascension pathway. Mm-hmm. And it's not a secret. It's just what it is. Well, and, and sharing, I mean, that's what the kind of the goal of our getting together every other week is. Cooperation. Is to, is to talk and to share what comes up for each of us and either what came up last week or five minutes ago or right here in this moment. And that that was kind of a really cool example of I said 2150 and it took you, it took you someplace. And where does that come from? Who doesn't matter. It just needed to be there and you needed to say those things. And uh, it, it, I think maybe in, in closing, because we only have a few minutes left, what I'd like to encourage people is to, as you're being grateful and you're being grateful for whatever you have in this moment, is to vision, and I, I'll take that from Tyler Perry, really vision what you want in the future. Visualize, if you're not a visual person, write it down, draw a picture, like you were saying about the the tunics. Oh, I saw this movie, and Mm -hmm. what did you like in the movie? Oh, I liked the tunics, but I didn't like this. Okay. Pick what you like. Pick what you like. The best of everything. And then open yourself to ideas, Mm -hmm. because because your higher self is connected to everything, and, and Start bringing those in because don't that's... Don't be bogged down by what's actually happening. Let's say yes. you work at the gas station. You don't... In your vision, forget the gas station. You know, just like go beyond where you are. It can be anything you want. Like have... Go beyond yes. what you think you have enough money for, enough anything for. It's not about it's that. It's not about anything that you yeah. have, uh, you know, practicality. It's about really expanding your mind and seeing a society that we haven't yet maybe built, but have built in our minds. Mm-hmm. We, we actually have built it in our minds already. Mm-hmm. Many of us have already. It is there. So it's tapping into that vision of this community. And that will, that will raise your frequency. That just taking yourself into that kind of fantastic visualization place of possibilities in the future. And getting to the round table like you were talking yeah. about and I say all the time the round table this is cooperative. Yeah. We're moving into a cooperative, supportive society, mm-hmm. one where we are able to share the truth and authenticity with each other and it's not to slam you or make fun of you or do anything no, other no than one upping. Yeah. It's it's more about helping each other because mm-hmm. we live in this open source authentic no pretend society that's the vision i i hold (laughs) yeah that's a beautiful place to be so we we want to uh give thanks and praise give thanks and praise and and all of you out there for listening thank you thank you thank you we love you and may your families and you all be blessed at this time and everybody have what they need when they need it Uh, mahalo mahalo